0: Right. thank you everybody for tuning in, man, it's always a pleasure, it's always a plus, man, talking to you guys each and every day, uh, we're going to do a quick review on what Colin Cowherd had to say and also um, try to take Q&A, we're going to listen to some other topics too as well as it relates to the Dallas Cowboys, man, I really appreciate it, each and every last one of you guys, you guys know how it goes, man, one way or another, let's get this thing going, let's get the party going here for you guys for at least about I would say minimum of uh, maybe 40 minutes or so or longer (laughs) to time permits as they say but uh, as I get everything together man shout out to everybody thank you guys for letting me hit 30,000 it would not be if it wasn't for you guys Uh, and that's what what it's all about man I really appreciate everybody Uh, shout out to I think it's T-E-D M-P-C-B uh, the first person that's in this chat box, man, salute. Thank you, man, for tuning in all together, man. Let me see if I can also uh, get you guys going on this aspect. Just think about this along, guys. This team, this football team, everything that we need to have out here is 100, 1,000% 1, going the right way to me personally. It's going the right way. And let me see if I can go here. I forgot to do one other thing, man. Guys, don't forget to join the um, – join the notification squad that shows that you guys are here around doing this thing and also uh, don't forget to as well let me see if i can pull this thing around give me a few seconds we're gonna jump right on into this thing having a little technical difficulties with this i got to i forgot to close out this other deal but just bear with me bear with me man bear with the law um but we're going to talk about this Colin Cowherd uh, concerns. I know you guys may uh, may have or already um, may have already uh, reviewed most of this stuff, already what he had to say about several topics and, uh, and this sort of thing. Dog, I can't find that link. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Murphy Law, got to give a shout out to Murphy Law. He's always in this thing, too, as well. Um, Murphy always in this thing and I can't find out where this link at man here you go right here good lord it took me forever in the day to find this thing go here type in this alright it's one of those things guys it's one of those things let me just do it like this bam there we go All right, so we're live on all networks. We're on Periscope. We are live on Facebook, Phantom, EBSN online, also Silver and Blue Nation, um, D. Dallas Prospect. Every legend was once a prospect. Guys, don't forget about that. Wherever, Wherever you at and wherever you may be in the future. You have to start off with somewhere, and you got to start off with some point. But neither here nor there, let me just go ahead and jump right into this thing. I really appreciate those that's in the chat box. Let me just go ahead and say Sam Lakites, you second place. My guy Ted, he was first place. Demetrius Rose, you you third place. Don't forget, guys, join the notification squad if you want to get that first place. Uh, My guy, uh, this is on the Facebook panel, Michael Winchester. You first place in Tavares. Guys, if you're on the Facebook, you got to join the Law Nations page if you want to have your comment read out loud or if you want me to review your information. I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, see the Phantoms and the EBSN and as well as DeSilver and Blue and Big Game James. I'm run, I'm one-man operation, so I'm not able to read your comments or read your uh, shout-outs. So that's why I, I don't give you guys shout-outs because I'm not able to because I'm limited with my uh, – well, I guess the system is limited to uh, posting you guys' uh, information out here to my page. But neither here nor there. Let's get, let's get right to the point. Let's get right to the thing of what – Colin Cowherd have to say about his concerns his doubts his reasonings of why he should have strong reservations on this Cowboys team and as well as with Dak Prescott
1: a reminder I whiffed on Dak I thought he was a better version of Tebow I have no problems at all saying it took me about week five week six of the NFL season his rookie year to go okay the guy can play week six maybe week eight it (laughs) took me a while I whiffed on him I said I thought he was Tim Tebow, but a better version of Tim Tebow. I didn't like his throwing motion, little Dinkin' Dak uh, didn't blow me away initially. Uh, In the end, he had a great old line, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, play action stuff. But I buy in because I think he's a leader, sturdy, mobile, smart. But when I read these stories, this is about the 28th in the last month that Dak is a concern for the Cowboys. Let me give you a list of Cowboy concerns. Okay, these are things that worry me about the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott can't stay out of trouble. His dad yesterday was leading the Urban Meyer rally. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. I'm worried about the whole Ezekiel Elliott family and immaturity. Number two, Sean Lee's hamstring. What there's left of it. When he plays, their defense is good. When he doesn't, their defense is like, you know, not good. And he gets hurt regularly. My third concern is their cornerback depth. They're young, so-so talented, weak at safety. I don't like their secondary, which is problematic Mm. because in the NFC, you have Carson Wentz twice and now Alex Smith twice. And somebody's got to guard Odell Beckham. And there's Aaron Rodgers. And Kirk Cousins has great wide receivers. And the Rams have amazing offensive talent. And, oh, by the way, here comes Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't like their secondary. The third thing that worries me, Mm -hmm. situational coaching. Jason Garrett doesn't call the offensive plays. Jason Garrett doesn't call the defensive plays. I like him. He's not Sean Payton. He's not Bill Belichick or Randy Reid. He's not Sean McVay. But I do worry situationally. I always feel like Belichick is making every big decision in games. With Jason Garrett, I don't know if he's making any. And finally, here's a cowboy concern. Jason Witten, 15 years, safety valve, caught everything. Right. He's gone. And let me tell you something. Everybody pays attention to the deep threat. You know who quarterbacks throw more often to? Their safety valve. True that, true that, true that. Jason Witten has been 15 years of an insurance agency. He covered everything. Any time it was a third and four, he knew where the first down marker was. You threw the ball in his catching radius. He caught it, got down, got to end zones. Everybody falls in love with wide receivers. No, it's these safety valve guys. Julian Edelman for Tom Brady. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Randy Mosses are fun. They make it to the Hall of Fame. But it's that slot guy, that dependable tight end that you throw to and target 11 times and hopefully get to seven.
0: Well, let me pause it right here. Uh, shout out to uh, Colin Cowherd for these uh, reservations that he have on the America's team. Everybody should have those reservations, especially when you have yet to see a football game to, to matriculate through this year. But this is the thing. This is my counter uh, rebuttal. How many Super Bowls do uh, Jason Whitten have? I mean, we can sit back and say we would miss Jason Witten, We would miss the other guys that's on this team, the, the, the Dez Bryant of the world. But how many Super Bowls do these guys have? None. So there's, 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 there's things out there that we can say to ourselves and say, okay, we will miss this guy. But no, Super Bowls are what count. Playoff wins are what count. How many playoff games do these guys have? You know, how, what, what are their experience? And then even with you talking about the coaching philosophy, okay, Sean McVay had a wonderful, fantastic year. One year. But what is, what's what's the rest of his resume looks like? You know, how can we really say that the L.A. Rams is really going to blow everybody out the waters this year? We do know for sure they had last place uh, scheduling, Yes, the offense looked promising for the L.A. Rams, but come on now. It ha- they have to prove it again, right? It's weird how we can go 12-4 and 4 one year and then everybody gives Coach Garrett Coach of the Year and then or whatever, runners-up, and then we go 2015. Everybody, everybody saying that, okay, when Tony Romo went down, we was doomed. We didn't have nobody that can win a game for us. No one, no one can win a game for us. Fast forward into 2016. We You guys was there. Shout out to Dallas fan for making a donation to help grow the nation. Thank you, man. And thank you so much for that. Uh, but also, this thing right here. This thing right here. When Tony Romo went down in 2015. Okay. How many games we won? Barely, right? Barely won. And then Tony Romo came back in 2016. He got folded up like a pretzel and... They had to usher in the other quarterback, the guy that we really not going to mention, but the thing that everybody have concerns and worries about. So we went to another run, 13-3, and but everybody forgot about 2015. I mean, I think Nietzsche said, do not spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have because the thing that you do have was once something you dreamed of. Meaning that Dak Prescott was everything everybody could dream of in 2015. But yet we go through one year of nine and seven. And everybody's saying that the guy can't hit water if he fell off a boat. And everybody just got this amnesia. And they forgot all about 2015 when we had the castles, the weeding. I even had somebody to say that Brandon Weeding threw a better pass than Dak Prescott. And I'm sitting here saying that, yes, yes, you can say that. You can say that. But guess what? There are intangibles. Those are things that you just really can't touch and see. That's leadership that Colin Cowherd himself started off with. And if I craft this conversation, and I speak on higher levels, then I've missed some of you people. So I just sit back and I just let you guys talk and spit your epithets of nothing. You know what I mean? But neither here nor there. What I'm saying collectively, those intangibles, even going nine and seven, do you guys remember the last time the Cowboys went? Two consecutive years, I do know that we didn't go to the playoff last year. Oh, wow. Sue me. But still, don't you know how long it's been since we had two winning seasons back-to-back? Come on now. And we're on the cusp, the precipice of trying to get to another winning season. And I collectively feel that we can get there. All we have to do, Cowboys Nation, is change the 80% mind. To, get, to just jump on board and say, okay, maybe he's not the best thrower of the ball. Maybe, he's, he, maybe he cannot just win the game all by himself. Maybe he does need Ezekiel Elliott. But I pointed out time before that Tom Brady have Coach Belichick. People bring that up, but they still discount Rudd. <laughs> they discount the fact that he has the top ten defense every year. Takeaways. Mind coaching mind, wisdom, understanding of the football game. And then we throw in the fact of, of Eli, not Eli Manning, but we can throw in the two rings that he won with the Super Bowl with, with the defense. Defense wins championships, right? We saw, we just witnessed Eli Manning, who's not a, the best passer of the ball, but he got two Super Bowls. And you can you can say that Tony Romo, deep down in his heart, would dream to have two Super Bowls. And he's far beyond an Eli Manning. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about who's the best passer of the ball. I remind you guys this right here. The the New Orleans Saints went three consecutive years of seven and nine and not one major network, nobody ever said, hey, this coach, Sean Payton, that I know that people in this same chat box would say that he's light years ahead of Coach Garrett, right? He went three consecutive years of seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. And no one said anything about the, hey, you know, Coach Garrett, eight and eight, he can't get over the hump. We dog Coach Garrett out. I'm not saying that Coach Garrett is better than Sean Payton, but the stats. I do know that Sean Payton got a ring, but come on. <laughs> if Jerry Jones get out of the way, maybe we'd have something. But the stats, if those who love stats would look at Drew Brees' numbers during that course of the time of seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, those numbers are just light years ahead of what Dak Prescott would ever be able to do. But even with the one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever touch this green earth, Drew Brees, Seven and nine, seven and nine, with all those stats that everybody loved, they didn't win anything during that course of the year. And what did they do in order for him to get to eleven and five? They refocused. They took a page out of the Cowboys' book, and we're gonna run this rock. We're gonna take the ball away from Drew Brees' hands. He went eleven and five. He went further into the playoff than what they what expected of them because they were seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, <laughs> and no coach was on the high seat. None of this stuff. But we go back to the Cowboys and our 80% of the fans, I'm using this thing that Vox Lombardi created. Shout out to my guy, Vox Lombardi. Is everybody stuck into the mind of being so emotional and they'll say that this team is horrible. But if they look back at what happened last year, Everything that happened with Ezekiel Elliott, with Roger Goodell, with nobody calling the holding calls and things like that, and we all saying that this quarterback can't hit water if he fell off a boat, not knowing that the whole left side of your field, people just running free, and then I got a guy named Chaz Green, I know some folding chairs that can block better than Chaz Green right now that's in Natchez, Mississippi, some folding chairs can block better than Chaz Green. But we digress and we try to throw this team under the bus. We went nine and seven. And do you guys know when the last time we went two consecutive years back to back with winning records? Come on now. But it is what it is. Let's go ahead and listen to the rest of this interview before I get too crunk. You guys know <laughs> I don't get I wanna I do not want to get too crunk that I get out of this bow tie. But let's get let's get this going.
1: So those things concern me. Does everybody remember that Dak Prescott saved the franchise? Does everybody remember what happened? In 20 uh, what was it 20 like 16? Yeah. Tony Romo got hurt you were 4 and 12 and then the f- the draft you had the number 4 pick. You tried to move up to get Paxton Lynch. Now, I just want to say this again. You're 4 and 12, you had the number 4 pick. Got to bring this Jerry up. wanted Paxton Lynch. Have you heard lately from Paxton Lynch? His parents haven't heard from him. He has <laughs> disappeared in the Rocky Mountains. Denver brought back Brock Osweiler. That's how bad it's been. You would be, if not for Dak Prescott, the only NFC team without a legitimate going forward franchise quarterback. True that. He saved your franchise. Just like undrafted Tony Romo saved your franchise and made you relevant. Right. So when I read about the Cowboy concerns Ezekiel Elliott, Sean Lee's hamstring, cornerback depth, situational coaching, Jason Witten's gone, those worry me. Also, the NFC, I don't remember a time in my life. I'm serious. I've been watching football for four decades. I do not remember a time in my life, not once, Mm -hmm. where every single team in a conference, AFC or NFC, had a quarterback. True that, true that. You know, when when, when the Dolphins had Marino, uh, New England couldn't quite figure out the quarterback thing. True that. And, that and, history then, is. and then Buffalo couldn't. And then Buffalo got Jim Kelly, and the Jets couldn't figure out the quarterback thing. And Marino retired, and they couldn't figure it out. That's <laughs> the way it works. The way it works in the NFL is there's usually one great quarterback in a division, right. one pretty good stable guy like Alex Smith and and maybe a Phil Sims, and then there's another guy that's promising, and then there's a guy that can't play. True that. Okay, Dallas, you would have been – Guy that can't play (laughs) because Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere. Uh, Eli's around for two more and Alex Smith can win a lot of football. Ever notice with Alex Smith, he wins everywhere he goes. He won in San Francisco. He won in Kansas City. He's going to win in Washington. He won in college at Utah. So these concerns about Dak Prescott, he's not even top five to me. Right. Again, last two years, 22 wins. Only the Steelers and Patriots have more than Dallas. And that's what Jerry Jones making noise, Ezekiel making noise, injuries making noise, death making noise. They're going to be fine. Hi everybody, thanks for watching. Listen Subscribe. guys, listen Boy, man, listen. Way, Jim. Hey,
0: this guy right here, man, Colin Cowherd. Look, he said that hey, can you guys imagine the 80%? Let me just put you guys in a corner right now. Can you imagine if we had Paxton Lynch or if we'd have kept Brandon Weed and Matt Castle, uh, the other guy with the left arm, I think his name is Kellen Moore. Can you imagine what you would do with yourself with this Cowboys Nation? Come on now. We got a guy that went 13 and 3. I do know that a lot of people said, okay, that was anomaly. You know, he would never repeat that again. But then the next year, the very next year, you had all of the Roger Goodell stuff with Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm talking about the number the fourth overall pick. Not the, not, not the fifth round or the sixth round, the eighth round or whatever. We don't have those many rounds. But I'm talking about the fourth overall pick that the Roger Goodells of the world, the NFL on a witch hunt, then sullied and denigrated this man's name, threw him under the bus for a lady that lied on him. And we understand that we, don't, we, do, we do not want to pull back the scab on that, right? So Ezekiel Elliott comes out yesterday. And said, or the day before yesterday, whenever he came out, he said, I'm going to prove to the NFL that I'm the number one running back in the league. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil man. But blessed is he that is in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly thy brother's keeper. That is Ezekiel Elliott. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger, those attempting to poison and destroy thy brother. And you will know thy name is Zeke when I cast expurgence of 2,000 yards on you guys. That is what Ezekiel Elliott bringing down to everybody right now. And I'm telling you guys right now that this offense, everything happens around that core. The core of the offensive line. Now that you got this guy, this young buck named Connor Williams, he's going to be on that left side as well as Tyron Smith. He's finally healthy. And then on top of that, you couple in the fact that you have a healthy Ezekiel Elliott. Now he's going to bring the thunder. He's going to bring everything. He's going to be lit, live, and ready. And did I talk about Tavon Austin taking the top off the defense? He got a real, real, real big chip on his shoulder. And this defense is hungry. This defense is something special. I don't care what this preseason looks like. They're still trying to line up everybody. I understand everybody thinks that, okay, if this defense don't shut the 49ers down to 10 points, then this defense is trash. No. They, they're putting in all of the people's in places. The Marquez Whites of the world, the Cam Kelly. These guys, the unknowns, I call them the unknowns, especially in that secondary. I don't care. Nobody knew who Richard Sherman was in 2010, 2011, whatever it was when he came and got drafted. Nobody knew who Brown, Brandon Browner, what have you say, this man's name, or Cam Chancellor. Go look up these guys, the, the, the guys of the unknown. And now I'm talking about Chris Richard. We already seen glimpse of hope. In prosperity, I can say that, right, with with Jeff Heath. We've seen that a little bit. Now imagine Jeff Heath is coached up even a little bit more, just a little bit more. Just imagine that. Put that in your mental. Think about this Xavier Woods. I'm talking about Kayvon Frazier. These guys are listening what this coach has have to say. And this coach is demanding everybody attention. He's beating on his chest saying, come on. Bring it. Offense, bring it. Prove to me that you can catch all my guys. And then when they do, do it again. You see what I'm saying? That's the type of flavor. This is the type of thunder we have to have as Cowboys Nation. And this thing is going to get live. This thing is going to be ready. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the show. I may have to do another show. We're going to talk about on the next show. We're going to talk about um, this Chris um, Carter, uh, you know, is this is a make or break year for Dak Prescott. I should have did this video first, but, you know, we're going to talk about this on the next show. I got to get ready. I got to get some things done at the house. I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'm going to do a quick Q&A for those who are in the chat box. I really appreciate you guys. I love each and every last one of you guys. Let me go all the way back. Let me read some of you guys' comments and, uh, and, and see what's on your mind. Uh, shout out time! Uh, shout out to who's this? Uh, Clay Patterson. You always in this thing. I appreciate you. He said Goodell is thinking ways to suspend Ezekiel Elliott right now. <laughs> At Roger Goodell, man, it's crazy. Um, but I can't agree with you on that. Uh, Poor, hungry, and determined. Yes, Italian cowboy, my brother from another mother, no other. Don't look like Danny Glover, but keep it cool with us, man. He's saying that we have to have that mentality, that temperament of the mind. PhD, poor, hungry, and determined to make things happen. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, that type of determination. I always say when somebody is determined with their mind, you can dig a ditch faster with a spoon than a lazy man can with a crane. If you put your mind together and this team is doing that, guys, this is a whole different type of team right now. Marcus Calloway, the best way. What's going on with you, man? What's going on? He says, it's funny because sometimes I got to hold back my opinions because Cowboys fan will call you, let's see what you say, uh, a hater. No, 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 Callaway, the best way. Marcus, I'm telling you, this is the thing. Those convinced against they will is of the same opinion still. But still, you got to be able to have your own thoughts out there and put it out there into the universe. Yes, if you say something is two plus two is four. Yes, that's true. That's factual. But when you start saying two plus two is three and two plus two is six. Now I'm thinking about, hey. Callaway let me sit you down in this corner let me talk to you a little bit let me educate you a little bit that that is what you call educating of the mind heart and soul and putting this thing together that's what I'm talking about but when you start spitting out that type of stuff then it's up to the nation It's up to everybody to tell you where you wrong at. but now when you're saying two plus two is four then that validates what you're saying but trust me trust me I want you to speak your mind I don't want you to hold back i'm not this law nation i don't i'm not gonna fold up like a cheap tent i'm gonna listen to what you have to say so that's why i value you guys opinion but i tell you this though validation is only good for parking now let me move on to the next person victor what's going on with you man thank you for the videos bro man thank you man too as well salute spot on analyst man thank you jamie Thank you. Thank you for joining in, too, as well. Nate Brown. Hopefully, Jerry. I always got to say I can't just say Jerry. I got to say Jerry Jones (laughs) can get out of the way, basically. Yeah, I hope Jerry Jones can get out of the way. But Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. This is his team. This is his baby. This is what he put his dreams, his hopes for. And all we can do is sit back and speculate and toss out our facts. Toss out our opinions and toss out what we have on our mind. That's why they're talking about the Cowboys. You know, the NFL networks and the ESPN, they could have talked about a slew of other things that's going on. We don't even look. Think about this. And I'm not even going to touch this topic. Lashawn McCoy, even though the, the chick didn't the situation or dropped the charges. Do we hear any other noise? Do we hear any other interior or ongoing investigation of this? And we just sit there and watch this other guy that stole the crab legs. Do we hear any other thoughts? Any other media talking about this? No. We just heard about uh, a little bit where Aaron Rodgers throwing his wide receiving core under the bus. Now, I can only imagine, I'm not going to say Dak Prescott because he don't have that longitude and latitude to talk about the wide receivers, but I can only imagine if Tony Romo was to say, okay, these wide receivers doing this and this wide receiver doing that, it would be decades and decades and decades of the NFL, ESPN, the four-ladder network, however you want to call them, going over, dissecting it, going into the, uh, breaking that down time and time again. But we are the America's team. Heavy is the crown that we wear, right? All right, who we got here? Brandon Henry, man. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for joining in. Desmond Roberts, thank you for joining in. I'm tired of the media that keep tech- <laughs> talking about the Cowboys. He said my Cowboys. Yes, I'm tired of them too. But we got to we gotta start winning. We got to hush their mouth by winning. And the only way we can do that is when you have a determination and a focused mind to have everything focused together. And I think that that is what – Dak Prescott is bringing to this thing all together. Let me see if I can go to the elite Facebook panel, man. Shout out to Rock and shout out to Jay. Man, what's going on? Uh, people seem to forget about 2015. Happened to Romo and Dez and the offensive line was not healthy. Yeah, he wrote a little novel. I'm going to have to re- rewind and watch that a little uh, bit later once I finish this post. But I feel what you're saying, Jay. Yeah, we we still – people collectively, not everybody, not everybody in here, but collectively people forgot about 2015. People just, just forgot all about it. They forgot about it. But we go back and we talk about Drew Brees. I'm going to go back to this topic. I wish I just – I could have crafted numbers and threw it out there on, the, on, the, on this page somewhere. Seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, three times in a row. They realized that they was not winning. And if you look at Drew Brees' numbers, I'm talking about, man, the numbers itself will make you just say, hey, I want to make love to these numbers. They, they, they just that good. It's, <laughs> it's some beautiful numbers, man. I'm telling you, that's where you want your quarterback efficiency to be. But even at the optimum efficient level. And nobody can say this, too, because they do, they do have a Mark Ingram. I don't think that he's no snob. He can't sneeze at this running back. He's not no 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 sus out there, man. He, the boy can run. So they had a running back. They had a, a legitimate wide receiver, and they had a, a stone-cold, nasty quarterback. And then on top of that, they had a Hall of Fame coach. That's what everybody's saying about Sean Payton. He's a Hall of Fame coach, right? Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning coach, but they went seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine, and we all we hear by Cowboys Nation is eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. We hear echo throughout the world, and yet and still, I can only imagine if it was Dak Prescott to go seven and nine three times in a row, man, you guys would crucify this man and hang him upside down on the cross, regardless of what his numbers and stats would be. But no, we do not give all cowboys quarterback that type of longitude and latitude. But we sit back and look at the New Orleans Saints, and we look at what they've done, and they say, you know what? That Kamara, he's pretty good. Let's let's. Although they're not gonna have uh, Ingram for the first four games, this team is still better because they do this or they do that. They got a winning uh, Super Bowl coach, but yet. He went 79 (laughs) several times and had to steal a page. I'm going to say steal. Had to steal a page from what the Cowboys were doing with the running game, minimizing the chances of this quarterback throwing the ball all the time and let it be more balanced. Let's let's beef up this defense. Let's help out this quarterback. Let's march down the field. Or the Saints come marching in. Let's march down the field and win the game this way. But when the Cowboys do it, we have every doubt. The quarterback ain't hit water because we already saw, and I'm just filling you guys in. We already saw if the quarterback can hit water, it does not mean that you're going to win the game. 7-9, 7-9. That quarterback can hit water, right? (laughs) That quarterback can hit every target he can, but yet and still he went 7-9. What that speaks volume of is that it's not all on one player. It's not all on one person. It's not all on one coach. It's collectively using this team as a team. And when everybody works together in unices and everybody's speaking from the same hymnum or singing from the same hymnum or beating on the same drum, that's how you win in, in this National Football League. We see that time and time again. I hate to bring up Filthy, but they everybody work together. The running back. They worked together. It was three, running back by committee. It was nobody beating on the chest saying, I was open. Alshon Jefferson, he took his money and said, okay, I would be on the outside. He didn't get 1,000 yards. The other guy, he didn't get 1,000 yards. The, the tight ends, they had two tight ends. They didn't just have one guy that could run one button hook route, catch the ball, and lay down. No, they had multiple people coming at them. And then their defense, they had a, a nasty front four rotational piece. Nobody said, hey, hey coach, I'm better than this guy. Put me in. Let me play the entire game. No. They knew how to rotate everybody in and out of this thing. And you win as a team. We see the Patriots. They win as a team. It may just be sometimes that Julian, Julian, however you say this man, Elderman, whatever you say this guy's name, he may have a show out, breakout game. Then you have a grunk. He have a nice, successful game. Then they figure out they, once they shut off grunk, then you have somebody that you never heard of. (laughs) At the time, they had LeGarrette Blunt, Then he had the Blunt coming in. Then Blunt they put the Blunt on the bench. Then they had this other guy coming in. That is how you win in the National Football League. This team should not just say to themselves, we're going to put everything on Dak Prescott. And it's up to Dak Prescott to win this game. No. I said before in closing that Dak Prescott, all you have to do is put him in his bus. And you support him. Ezekiel Elliott is the engine. The armor of this bus is this offensive line, the defense. They will be the wheels. Cause they're gonna be the team. That's gonna be the thing that's get this thing to keep rolling. Getting off on third down. Although I can beat on my chest till I'm just crazy and die over here that this defense was eighth ranked overall. But we can argue the fact that those are those stats are just so false because on third down defense, they didn't get off the ball. Third down defense, they were ranked 27. So I'm thinking, with my small limited understanding of football, right, what I'm thinking is sarcastic for those. There's sarcasm for those who don't understand. But this is what I'm saying is that Chris Richard, inch by inch, if you can improve on that third down efficiency on third and ten, if you don't have your guys lining up way back in 30 yards off the ball, if you have the guys playing up press, up tight, you use that length, use what God gave you, that strength. And you crowd down and you say, get home front four. get home. That's all we want you to do. And if they get the first down, damn it, they had to earn every inch of this. But well, we're not giving you, we're not giving you nothing. <laughs> we're seeing that, we're seeing a glimpse of this during training camp. We saw it through through the OTAs. We're seeing that competitive uh, mentality that this guy, Chris Richard, is putting on everybody, even Jordan Lewis. The days of the old are over. You know how Orlando Scandrick stayed on his team forever and a day? Because there was no real competition. As good as Jordan Lewis played last year, and we can say the PFL, uh, pro football focus, had this guy – thrown to the the least out of anybody in the NFL, something like that has some gaudy numbers, right? Before Chris Richard came into the scene, that position would have been already etched in stone that that's Jordan Lewis' spot. But what Chris Richard is doing, and I'm not trying to pump up Chris Richard. What I'm saying is what he's doing collectively. He said, no, bro, you got to earn every inch to get out there on the field. And we got Anthony Brown right now showing up showing out. He's doing the assignments that I want him to play like. I do know that he got burned earlier, but he's playing how I want him to play. I want him to play man-to-man. I want him to play press. And if he get burned, damn it, he's going to live to learn to play another down. This is what preseason is all about. This is what training camp is all about. And this is how we're going to win because we're teaching everybody how to play aggressive, explode to the ball, re-react. And just get out there and hit somebody and play that tone and bring that down every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. That's all the time I have for today, guys. I really, really, really thank you guys for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. I'm out. Let's jam on out, baby. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. best thing you can do for me is just share this information get on the uh, twitter get on myspace <laughs> twitch share this stuff man just help a brother out man share this stuff man let's get going peace